0: Hey Shanna, did you know that you can purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore?
1: Yes, with Libro FM, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But with Libro FM, you get to search up your local indie bookstore and support them instead. And if you're new
0: to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to squeeze more reading into your busy life. I constantly have a book in my ear because cleaning the house or exercising is so much more fun while reading.
1: Sign up for LibroFM and use the code GOODBOOKS to get two books instead of one for the price of your first month's membership. Good books. Good books. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Book Club Podcast. I'm Shanna. And I'm Jen. And today we are picking up right where we left off last week in our discussion of A Court of Mist and Fury. So if you missed that one, don't even bother listening to this one because we're starting right smack dab in the middle. Okay,
0: these are long episodes, but before we get into it, I'm going to need to talk about what I've been reading. (laughs) And talk as in, like, I need a therapist but you'll suffice for now, I
1: guess. Well, please recline on the couch and tell me what is on your mind. Well, I mean, I guess really part of the problem is that
0: I can't actually tell you anything about this book because you'll be too upset, so. Oh, no. (laughs) I'll I'll say a little bit, but if anyone out there has read The Push by Ashley Audrain, please give me a call and (laughs) talk to me and help me. Oh, uh, that good, hey? Oh my gosh. It, yeah. The only thing I think I've said to you is that it's a horrific accident that you can't look away from. And I keep picking up my phone to tell you things or to, like, vent about it. And then I just put it down because I'm like, this is mean.
1: You can tell me. Okay, okay, okay. No, I can't. I just won't forgive you. It's- yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, this is her debut novel. It was just released in, I think, January this year. So super, super new. Just, I just want to put a warning out there. If anyone needs a good time, it is not in this book. It's got amazing reviews. Oh, I don't even I, just, I don't know. I at first I thought I didn't really like the writing style. I was like, well, I can push past that. And then the content is so upsetting. And then you just have to keep going. Mm. You just have to keep going till the
1: end. Well, at least you'll get some closure that way. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see.
0: (laughs) I feel like there's this trend lately where books are so sad and there's no hope or joy to be found.
1: I am having the worst reading month because everything is bleak Mm. and gray and heavy. I can't do it. No. And I feel like usually I can, but I also feel like usually
0: these books have grains of happiness or hope or joy or a lesson or just anything and these just aren't it's just one crappy horrible horrible thing after another until the end So it's about this woman who, her mother was super abusive, and then her mother was super abusive. So it's just this line of women who just aren't doing well. And she has a daughter, and she just can't really connect with her. And um, bad things seem to happen around this child. Like, when she was a baby, it's pretty clear that the mother has postpartum depression. And then, yeah, bad things seem to happen around this kid. And it's kind of like she's saying that the, the child is the one causing these things, like, there's something wrong with her, but it's pretty – it's not super clear. It's like, maybe that's it, but also probably just the mom seeing her through that lens that she has put on, you know? And it's just
1: – it's not – it's – So I shouldn't? I should uh, avoid oh no, it at that all costs? This
0: is This is worse than one arm sister. I should just have a whole (laughs) shelf of books not to read. Yeah, this is worse. So just, yeah, anybody out there, just so you know, I was walking my daughter in a stroller, who's about a year old, when the scene happened. And if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. And you know that I should not have been on a walk (laughs) at that time. So call me and help me out. All right.
1: (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, listeners. Perfect. Well, you know, I think you should probably make an Instagram post. I will avoid it at all costs. Mm -hmm. And you guys could all go over there and console Jen because it sounds (laughs) like she needs somebody better at therapy than me. Yes, I need help.
0: On that note, onto the book. Woo!
1: <laughs> get rid of all that depressing stuff and get on with the sexiness. It's good to unload first because how will you be able to feel joy if that's still weighing you down? It's
0: true, and I just have to warn people. Although I was also warned, and uh, it just made me want to read it more. Uh-huh. Okay, so at the end of the last episode, we left off with Farah and Amryn stealing the Book of Breathings from the summer court, and we ended the episode talking about the slow burn of love that was happening between Feyre and Rhys. I think this next part is where the relationship takes a bit of a more serious turn.
1: Yeah, so far, it's pretty much just been Feyre trying really hard to suppress the huge lady boner <laughs> she has for Rhys. It's so huge. It's throbbing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But she feels quite a lot of guilt for it, which I guess is why she kind of holds off for so long. Yeah. She mentions a little later on that Tamlin had been so kind to her and had given her so much and helped her family. And the way that she repays him is by wanting another male. She still doesn't really see how bad it was with him, or at least she doesn't know that she deserves better than that, which makes sense. She still hasn't forgiven herself for what she was forced to do under the mountain.
1: They are at the townhouse, and Feyre is about to fall asleep when the house lets out a groan. Oh, this is his nightmare, not... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. I had my sexy tone on, but this is not sexy. Not (laughs) sexy. Just never know with this book, really. No, I mean, is it a horrible nightmare? Something was groaning. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, anyways, the house lets out a groan and darkness is leaking into her room. It's darkness that she recognizes instantly as Reese's and she runs to his room. On the way, pain, despair, guilt, and fear just start washing over her.
0: I really love the visuals in this scene. Actually, I really love all the visuals of the Night Court and of Reese's power. I love the thought of opening a door and night and stars and wind pours out. Yeah, that's super pretty.
1: Rhysand is having a nightmare, and Feyre manages to pull him out of it. Feyre asks him how often it happens to him, and he says that it's as often as it happens to her, but he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Which is kind of funny, because
0: he seems to always want to talk about everything else. Yeah. But whatever. (laughs) Um, This scene isn't super important to the plot, but I just really enjoyed it. It was quite intense as far as nightmares go, and it was good to see Reese be a little bit more vulnerable. And I especially think
1: that it helped set up for the next part of the book. Yeah, it's very much another example of how Reese and Tamlin are exact opposites. Okay, you remember that they're looking for the other half of the Book of Breathings. Well, the queens have finally responded to them, but they don't believe them because Rhys is the High Lord of the Night Court, and he pretends to be a supervillain, basically, and they believe him. They want proof that they would be helping the good guys and not the bad guys. Reese decides to tell them about Valeris, but he won't take them there. He's just going to show them. But to do that, he needs a special orb called the Veritas that has been in Moore's family forever. But they don't want anyone to know what they're planning, so they can't just ask for it. They have to go to the Court of Nightmares and take it. Okay, I have a question.
0: It has been a little while since I've read this book, so maybe it was explained somewhere. But Reese is the most powerful High Lord. He is the High Lord of the Night Court. He is Deimati.
1: He can control minds.
0: I just feel like he should be able to use those powers for pretty much every problem in this book.
1: I mean, especially if he's going into his own court. Yeah. <laughs> but he kind of does, doesn't he? I mean, he's not not using them. And he's pretty nice, considering he could just mind fuck everyone into doing whatever he wants. I think maybe it's a case of great power and great responsibility. He's basically Spider Man, is is what I'm saying. Basically. <laughs>
0: But also I feel like he could do more.
1: I feel like Reese
0: is Peter Parker, but he should be able to be Spider-Man or even Superman.
1: Yeah, my, my superhero analogy isn't isn't transferring very well, but no, I'll work it's, on it. It's fine. I just I just think that he
0: should be able there's just so many times in this book that I'm like, couldn't he have just made them do it?
1: Yeah, he probably. yeah, he probably could have. And then instead of like like, even stealing the, the book? book of Breathings, couldn't he have just got it? <laughs> like Probably, but I, I'm i wondering if the mind control thing is a little rapey.
0: Yeah, they do talk about that, that he, it makes him uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And since he's secretly a good guy. Yeah. And he did like Tarquin in the Summer Court.
0: And uh, Tarquin was great. Yeah. I also like Tarquin. I'm sure there's other parts in this book that I'm also thinking of where there's not good guys. and He probably could have exploded their brains yeah
1: yeah i don't know anyways doesn't really matter we'll just throw that on the potential plot holes list yeah there's explained
0: later i mean there's plenty I'm, I'm totally fine with everything in this <laughs> book but i have questions sometimes so. Yeah. anyways
1: <laughs> here is one point where reese doesn't really want to take favor with him the mask. Masculine- oh yes i know it's coming Okay. (laughs) The mask that he has to wear as High Lord of the Night Court isn't one that he wants Feyre to see him wearing, because she only just recently started looking at him like he wasn't a monster. And also, he can't stomach the thought of anything she sees putting her right back under the mountain. Not only does he not want her to see him like that, he doesn't want to trigger her pain. Regardless, Feyre wants to help wherever she can. And with Rhys, she isn't scared. So off to the city of nightmares they go. Ugh, yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I uh, yeah. I know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, I remember messaging you right here. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I
0: I love this part. <laughs> I love the stuff of nightmares. I love this whole scene. Everyone is there waiting for Reese to come in and when he does, it's pretty cool. He it like
1: was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> he strolls in, the entirety of his power is fully unleashed. He was so cool. The scene I have playing in my head is so great. It makes me so happy. There's music set to it. It's just, it's so good.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was definitely not the part. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're getting there. That part was very cool. It got a lot hotter after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Farrah is there to continue on with the role that she had played under the mountain, the High Lord's whore. Her words, not ours. She is there to distract the Night Court while Azriel goes off to steal the Veritas, and it is very effective. <laughs> Kier, yeah, who is Moore's father, and what's his job? He has an official night job. Night job? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has an official Night Court job. I don't know. He's very aware that Feyre is supposed to be Tamlin's property. So he's wondering what statement Rhysand is trying to make by bringing her there. Feyre and Rhys sit up on the throne and put on quite a show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the
0: sexual tension in this scene was intense. Those two tease each other and us almost to death. I did love that they <laughs>
1: Yeah, they were both up there just wearing gray sweatpants. Just, (laughs) oof. Wow. (laughs) I did love that they still managed to have
0: some sweetness injected in there. Uh, They communicate through their bond, and at one point she comforts him and says, You are good. You are kind. This mask does not scare me. I see you beneath it.
1: I just love them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was okay. I mean, yes, very sexy. I am not against the sexiness. It's just, can't you find it a little long? (laughs) It felt a little like wank material after a while, which was only strange because I'm reading a fantasy novel and not an erotic novel. I don't know. Maybe I'm the prude here. It just felt like a little bit much. This will not be the last time I say that, though.
0: I remember you saying that, and I'm also so glad that you get to be the prude for once. (laughs) It's always me. When I got to that part of the book again, it was about five pages from the time she sat down on his lap until the time she got off of it. So I mean, it was a bit long, but I didn't find it to be too long for myself when I was there. (laughs) <laughs> I <laughs> I would much rather read a book that I'm really enjoying and be surprised by some great erotic parts rather than read a crappy erotic novel that sucks. And from what very little experience I have with erotica, they've all sucked. <laughs> but if you aren't looking for some spice in that moment, I could see it being a little bit much for sure.
1: Yeah, so I guess when you add that I was cleaning the kitchen while my kids were running around, it did maybe detract from the overall sexiness of the scene
0: yeah that's not a time when you really want to feel sexy
1: it makes it a bit awkward actually maybe if i wasn't also like hugely pregnant (laughs) (laughs) if i could have at least been like i don't know cute about it yeah just like sweating and wiping a counter while children are (laughs) screaming (laughs) what is happening right now yeah awkward (laughs) I have read the
0: next book as well, so maybe I might just be a little bit more used to it by now. I mean, it
1: doesn't get less. So I should plan my listing for nighttime. <laughs> it's a nighttime <laughs> listing book. <Yeah>. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, you guys, if, I mean, you've obviously read it. You know
1: what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking that I want to stop at three kids, though. So maybe maybe I shouldn't read it at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. During the day
0: <laughs> with the kids. It's <laughs> it. the only time you're allowed to read it. <laughs> okay. So, Azrael gets the Feritas. And Reese tells Farah to leave. And as she walks by Kier, he says, You'll get what's coming to you, whore. And Reese. Lips out and demands that he apologizes to her. And when he doesn't right away, Reese just starts to break many of his bones and says that he is not to see a healer. And that if he does, he will just basically rip him to pieces.
1: I mean, I don't know what he expected. Really, it was so badass. <laughs> I love bad boy Reese. When they leave the court of nightmares, they being Reese and Feyre end up in a fight. They were pretty
0: amped up after all of that. (laughs) It's pretty much inevitable.
1: I don't know. I feel like they had some other stuff going on. (laughs) (laughs) They don't
0: talk for a while, but eventually apologize. It's not super important to the story, but I think it shows that they aren't perfect, but also they have the ability to make up and cope with conflict in a healthier way than Feyre and Tamlin, obviously. Not just aggressive sex yeah
1: huh. <laughs> no. No. I mean, you know, a little bit just the silent treatment, but then they get over it, yeah. it's okay. I mean, it's a pretty low bar, but they do clear it spectacularly, and then. We have Starfall.
0: Okay, Feyre and Reese's relationship is so the complete opposite of Feyre and Tamlin's, but I'm actually starting to think that this entire book is written that way. It's almost a complete retelling of the first book. Think about it. Feyre gets taken away from her home against her will. It turns out that it's not so bad, and she falls in love with her captor. There is technically even an under-the-mountain scene that we just saw that obviously went much different for her. Mm-hmm. In this particular moment, we have an annual fairy festival. In the first book, we have Kalamai, which was a primal, animalistic sex ritual that made everyone crazed with the scent of women. And then here, we have Starfall, which is a beautiful migration of spirits over the night sky. So instead of being attacked and manhandled, Feyre has a lovely time, and though there are vulnerable moments, it's overall light and fun. I was a little confused when the spirit started splattering all over them like a broken glow stick, but I mean, that's a whole other thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, everything is totally the opposite. Even the two guys' appearances are night and day, or should I say night and spring. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Thank you. Okay, so
0: everyone goes off to one of the Illyrian war camps. Why? I don't remember. And I tried reading for the answer, but got none. So who knows? But- they stay there for a little while, and Farah trains and learns more about Reese's family. Turns out that the relationship between Tamlin and Reese is
1: a bit more complicated. I mean, it had to be. I was so glad to start getting a little bit more background on their beef.
0: Yeah, basically, Reese and Tamlin were almost friends for a while,
1: but Tamlin's family
0: was threatened by the power of Reese's family, so Tamlin's family brutally killed Reese's mother and sister, and then Reese and his father went to the Spring Court and killed Tamlin's whole family. Reese managed to save Tamlin, though. That only gave Tamlin time to kill Reese's father. So that
1: is bound to mess them up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that is one way to end a friendship. Thera is out in the woods getting ready to train when she's suddenly surrounded by Springcourt Sentinels, which include Lucian. Dun, dun, dun. I was actually so pumped to see Lucian. Obviously it was bad news. But also, like I said, I want him to have a bigger role in the story, so I was glad he was at least getting some page time. Yeah, he got a tip that she was there and he has come to
0: take her home. She says no, and Lucian tells her about how sorry
1: Tamlin is. Uh, he's always so sorry. How about cry me a river, Tamlin? Yep.
0: Pharaoh knows that if Lucian touches her, he'll be able to winnow her away. And just as he lunges for her, though, she is gone. She manages to winnow away from him for the first time. She tells him not to look for her ever again. She'll never go back. But Lucian is convinced that Reese has done something to Feyre to make her this way. And then Feyre uses the shape-shifting power that she got from Tamlin, and she sprouts Illyrian wings from her back, which is enough to get Lucian and the others to back off and
1: leave her be. So then they fly
0: away and stay at an inn. Why? Again, (laughs) I don't really know. (laughs) Considering what happens next, we can only assume that an inn is an okay place to start doing it. (laughs) Ah, yes. I
1: call this part of the book... Just the tip.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, it's probably more so that they can get dry and warm and have food, because apparently it was raining and whatever.
1: They were hungry. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The doing it is just a bonus. If you haven't guessed, this is where they finally get together. Well, kind of. They start making out, and Reese keeps asking her what she wants. Obviously, he wants her to say that she wants him, but she lies and says that she just wants some fun and a distraction, which breaks Reese's heart but he still goes along with it anyways here's something that doesn't happen very often in any kind of storytelling Reese gives Feyre immense pleasure and then says "Nah, I don't need anything maybe next time and then they go to sleep
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this doesn't really happen that often ever but no no not particularly. <laughs> no if you are looking for the steamy stuff I highly recommend Feyre and
1: Reese's steam instead of that Tamlin guy yes co-signed as they are flying back to the camp, they are attacked by Hibern soldiers.
0: Okay, now I remember. Earlier, they were
1: also attacked by someone shooting ash
0: arrows at them, but they managed to get away unharmed. And since then, Reese hasn't been using his magic, including winnowing, hence why they had to go to the inn, because they couldn't just winnow back. Mm. Um, So, that's so he can't be traced. So got it when lucian appeared the day before reese used some magic to hide his wings and that allowed him to be tracked <sighs> so now he's being attacked yes 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 yes
1: he is flying with Pharaoh in his arms when he's hit with ash arrows right through the wings the ash is sucking his power he can't do anything so they're falling Pharaoh manages to put a shield around herself, but Reese is lost and she can't find him. She finds a cave where the attackers are hiding and she kicks their asses. <laughs> Literally, it's blood sprayed, winnow strike, Widow strike. Ah, oh, it was so good. So good. Once they're all dead, she finds Reese and he's not doing well. He is riddled with arrows and even worse, the arrows were poisoned and he's like chained up in super chains. No, yeah. I loved full bloodlust Farah though. I want more of her, please. Me too.
0: Like, winnow strike, winnow strike, Ugh, blood so spraying, good. heads rolling. Mm-hmm. Ugh, like, the more heads rolling, the better, I'd say. I loved it. So good. So Farah's removing the arrows, and to distract him from the pain, she tells him a story about how she used to paint. <sighs> <laughs> Flowers and plants for Elaine, flames for Nesta, and then Reese asked what she painted for herself. And she said, the night sky. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I know that I said before that I don't enjoy the fact that Faber paints, and luckily she's too depressed to do much (laughs) painting talk in this book, but I love this. She didn't have any reason to paint the night sky, but she thinks that maybe a part of her knew what she was waiting for.
1: I love it. I think part of what entertains me about Farrah painting is I kind of imagine that she's a really bad painter.
0: (laughs) I know. That's what annoys me the most. I know some really bad painters and I just know what it looks like.
1: (laughs) Right? I'm thinking like first year high school art class. Yeah, not like professional. I'm actually good at painting, so but you think you're good at painting, so you paint all the time. <laughs> you're trying to get Which, good, right? yeah,
0: yeah, no, I hate no.
1: It. So I imagine her flowers be like what I would paint.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not good. So <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I mean, yours would be better than mine. So. Well, I don't know. I'll go to your house, you go to mine. (laughs) Okay, oh my god. Paint little flowers everywhere. But yeah, it is so sweet. And the hindsight, like on this moment later, when we learn more, makes it even sweeter. Uh, I love all
0: the little hindsights that we get that stitch the entire story together. The next day... Although Feyre has removed all the arrows, Reese's condition has worsened, and she needs to find out how to cure him from the poison. So she heads out to catch the cereal, which is supposed to be hard
1: to do, but she does it again. Yeah, I've had a hard time buying this whole cereal nonsense with her. It's just a strange thing for her to always get it right exactly when she needs to, and on the first try. It's fishy. Especially
0: since the first time she did it, like she was still human. Mm -hmm. Although I think something is coming to me. Okay, I think that this time the serial got caught on purpose or something, because in the first book, she saved him from another fairy monster thing. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, no, there was a group of them yeah and she saved him so i think i remember him saying something about like i don't even know if it's him i might be gendering the cereal correctly but
1: did the cereal like in this one did she do the whole like here's a dead rabbit get caught in my trap she set out the trap but then if the cereal meant to get caught they just like put its foot in it it's like oh no i think so because <laughs> like you can also just walk up and be like Farah, i'm here yeah i don't know whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> But it it's just fishy anyways. I'm an asshole. So if I was a serial, I would have put my foot in the trap and be like, oh, no, Vera, you're so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like it would just be bad for his reputation, I don't know, his reputation <laughs> that he just let her just gets caught. I don't know. I don't know which is worse. Right. Oh, whatever. I'm pretty sure something was explained about it. Don't remember exactly. Doesn't matter. Um, but I do think that the serial makes everything just a little too easy. I mean, I love the cereal, and I say that because I've read the next book, which matters. Because else, why would I love this cereal? Sorry, never mind. I know the spoiler.
1: <laughs> yeah, the only spoiler are. I spoiled myself on. But I don't know why I give a crap yet, so I'm not that spoiled. Okay, we're good. Kind of seems a little dumb to me.
0: Right? But I feel a little dumb saying I love the cereal. <laughs> I, don't even re- I don't even really remember. It's okay. <laughs> um... And, yeah, I love this book, but it's one thing that I'm a little, like, I don't know, something about. It's that information dump thing that I'm always complaining about. Like, need to know some information? Don't worry, we have a creepy being who will tell you everything you need to know. And if Pharaoh was so good at catching it, maybe she should have asked it way more stuff. I don't know. It's fine, but (laughs) also
1: easy. Yeah, but anyways... The serial tells her that to save Reese, he must drink her blood because it contains the healing power taken from the High Lord of the Dawn Court. Then the serial also lets it slip that Reese and Feyre are maids. Dun, dun, dun. What? Want to hear something surprising? Yes. (laughs) I had no
0: idea that this was coming. (laughs) Oh my god. When I look back, I mean, it was obvious,
1: but I was completely shocked. And then I was stoked. I also didn't see this one coming. What? I know, but I also get such ick vibes from the term mate. Uh, yeah. So maybe I was just ignoring it. Something about the way she uses male. And female and mate in these stories is a yucky feeling to me.
0: Yeah, no, me too. I feel the <laughs> same way. Looking back throughout the book at the few times where mates were mentioned, I definitely glossed over it. Like I think they talk about Reese's mother and father being mates, and Feyre was waiting for her mating bond to snap into place with Tamlin, but it didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really pay attention to these parts because yeah, mate. Ew. (laughs) Also, not so much in this book, but definitely the next one. My mate almost replaces Reese's name, which gets to be really annoying.
1: I think too, because in this book they talk about how in like the war camps and stuff, the Illyrian camps, they like almost cage the women, Mm -hmm. and then when you add terms like mate and turn them into just female, it uh, it's so gross. Yeah, no. But I'm sure it's an othering kind of thing. Because they aren't human? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I said something about it in the last book, too, but I still don't like it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. The only reason I can forgive it is because they aren't human. In a human story, it would be really, really
1: gross. It would be enough for me to put the book down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Feyre, though, is not super forgiving. She is pissed because the surreal also let her know that Reese has known about it for quite a while. So after giving Reese her blood, she makes him talk, and it turns out that not only did he suspect it for quite a while, but knew for sure when Amarantha killed her, and that's when he felt the bond snap into place when they were all released from under the mountain in the first book. Which was six months
1: before. Shouldn't she have felt something too? You would think so. Right? But maybe she was too busy. Being so mad. Oh, and dead. Dead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how that works, but that could be a a hole. Yeah. It does seem like they should both be aware, but you know what? Point is, knowing Feyre, she was so mad about it. Yeah, And I don't know. Okay, feel your feelings, Feyre, but freaking out isn't gonna change it i guess since it's like a magic involuntary thing so it's not like reese chose it either i mean he maybe could have mentioned it (laughs) Um, why didn't he because she would freak out maybe because he was her captor (laughs) oh yeah there's that I could also like really or maybe it's the weird sex frenzy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that could have been it too well yeah that does get in the way yes you need to have like the right time you need a week off work if you're gonna have a weird sex frenzy like
0: (laughs) yeah he was
1: just waiting yeah
0: he didn't have time for it right then i get it i get it yeah it was a little bit much to be honest i don't know from my perspective i saw it as reese wanting her to have the choice to be with him and not have it be something that's forced on her and i thought that was pretty nice but also it would be good to be told really important information about yourself i can see both sides but i mean really i'm on reese's side
1: i guess i would be a little bit mad if somebody was like oh no i am your soulmate i'd be like what <laughs> we've just been like hanging out why did anyone tell me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah whatever i guess but i was happy about it i was happy i was <laughs> mad at Farah though happy whatever <laughs>
1: yes so grumpy Farah decides she needs some time away to be mad at everyone and luckily the gang has a winter <laughs> ski cabin that she can just go to <laughs> so lucky <laughs> I on I thought this was so funny. Like maybe it was just the way I was imagining it, but I totally imagined a remote ski cabin where the group of them would like laugh and be wearing eighties style <laughs> ski gear and laughing all cheesy around a fireplace, with, like <laughs> cans of beer. It's like the juicy fruit commercial. <laughs> from when I was yes. A kid. <laughs> it was so human and it didn't fit in with the rest of the story at all. But I kind of love it. Right. I I feel like
0: that it was almost exactly how they described it, too. Yeah. I mean, it could be wrong, but I definitely
1: saw that. Like, everything was wood, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are all of these walls paneled? I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's funny, because everything in the spring court is so formal. And then the night court is, like, I mean, again, the complete opposite. It was just, like, it... Definitely felt out of place, but I was cool with it. <laughs> Eventually, she does cool down enough to let Resan come and hang out with her and explain his side. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes, this part made me laugh because I remember you talking in the last book about how she just paints on everything, and she totally did it again here.
0: <laughs> if uh. someone
1: came to my cool ski cabin. <laughs> And just decided to paint all over my walls. I'd be like, okay, I guess it depends on who it is and what it was exactly. But still, what a weird thing to do. (laughs) It's nice that she rediscovered her painting again. Like, it's not nice for you, Jen, but it's nice for her.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, I hated this so Much. Why is she painting people's eyes all over their ski chalet? (laughs) It it makes no sense. And I would be totally weirded out if I let someone use my place and they just painted me all over the walls. (laughs)
1: Like, what? Like,
0: not only does she paint them, like portraits of them, pretty much, but... Okay, listen to this. I'd painted nearly every surface in the main room with decorations, little images. Some were basic, clusters of icicles drooping down the sides of the threshold. I'd painted a ring of flowers around the card table by the window, leaves and crackling flames around the dining table. I hate it so much. What? The only person I would maybe want to paint my walls would be like Jolene Mackey. And yeah. even then, I would probably still be annoyed.
1: <laughs> I was also thinking of her before when I was like, okay, I guess it depends who. Because <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be that mad if I got home and there were like moons and robots all over my walls. I'd be like, yeah, this is sick. That'd be cool. But if I came home and like somebody who repeatedly <laughs> claims to not be able to paint that well just painted my eyes over my bedroom, <laughs> I'd be uh-huh. like, wow, I wish she would leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but i mean reese doesn't say that because the only ones she didn't paint were his and (laughs) he's like why didn't you paint my eyes (laughs) like
1: uh red flag reese (laughs) get out (laughs) god i just imagine it all over the place just (laughs) chipping Uh, like yeah uh, i guess she's probably using magic paint but Yeah, yeah i guess maybe fairy paints better but i hope so god anyways
0: um yeah, but yeah. <laughs> not that I want Feyre to be depressed. But depressed Feyre didn't paint, and that was better for me. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with painting. I just thought that it was a really annoying part of her
1: character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll just point out it's been a couple of books. We're like, ah, oh, I just like them better depressed. <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah, but
0: I'll just I'll keep it running tally.
1: <laughs> right now we're
0: at two. Okay.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So Rissan tells her everything here. He tells her about Under the Mountain for him. He says he was dreaming of her for years before they'd even met. And that makes her whole thing about painting the night sky so sweet and extra special.
0: Aw, yeah. He dreamt of her, and then the first time he met her was at Kalamai. But he didn't pursue her at all because he knew that Amarantha would come after her. Then, when he found her at Tamlin's, he couldn't let her go again without knowing her name. Obviously, this is where she gave Claire Better's name instead of her own. And Reese knew that she was lying, but he didn't realize that she hadn't just made up a fake name. So, which really, <sighs> just some stole. You know, in hindsight, that would have been a much better choice. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, when Amarantha took Claire hostage and killed her family, Reese felt pretty guilty about that. So, this is also something that Farah feels guilty for, as she should. Mm hmm. But Reese tells her that he went into Claire's mind and made sure that she didn't feel anything that was done to her. So at least there's that. Yeah, that was nice of him.
1: But a weird amount of this book feels like it's just undoing stuff from the first book. Like, don't get me wrong, I still like it. It just a lot of it feels like a redo. Yeah, I can
0: see what you mean. This book spends a lot of time in the first book. But that's one of the things I actually liked about it. The first book felt I don't know, like really limited in perspective, I think. Because we spent so much time in the spring court and because Reese was putting on a show. I liked having everything explained and wrapped up in this one. But, I mean, that's just what I prefer as a reader. Also... Remember when you said that Reese was extra gross to her under the mountain, and it didn't seem necessary if he was actually a good guy? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that he did it all so that Amarantha wouldn't suspect who Pharaoh was to him. He kept her as his slave, so Amarantha wouldn't have her, but he was supposed to be a total jerk, so he couldn't just be nice to her. And he gave her the fairy wine so that she at least wouldn't remember any of it. It's
1: still gross, but it was the best he could do to protect her. I guess. I just... I still thought it was weird that he took her out of her cell at all. I don't know. Still weird, but less shitty. I think it was like, if he didn't take her out, then Amarantha would have. I don't know. Why are they letting her come to their sweet under the mountain fairy parties? Yeah, right? It's supposed to be a captor. She, she's a prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah, she's supposed to be a prisoner. I don't know.
1: Whatever. It's, it's fine. We <laughs> got to see her in... What was it, like toilet paper and paint Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Also, he explains that even knowing who she was to him, he was going to let her out of the bargain because he wanted her to be happy, even if that was with Tamlin. (laughs) (laughs) But he found out that she wasn't happy at all. That whole plan went out the window. Once they had that whole thing discussed and out of the way, it was time to complete the mating bond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. For real, though, I guess, I don't know. I'm an old pregnant lady. But still, I was like, Lord, have mercy. She must be a walking bruise by the end of this chapter.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to mention the soup. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> But I see the sex. <laughs> yes, they had to consummate the mating bond. But also, Feyre was holding back, giving him any food to eat <laughs> after his journey. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> because if a female offers the male food, it means that she accepts the bond. <laughs> so in uh. the end, she offers him some canned soup, <laughs> and then <laughs> yes, they do it a lot like, I think about 15 pages or
1: so. Ah, uh, the soup. Of course. <laughs> of course. How could I forget the soup? Uh, I mean, I love this book, but some things are just so stupid. Holy moly. That was a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does actually go to show how often I clean my kitchen, though, because I'm pretty sure I was once again like, what is going on? Like, this is the <laughs> sexiest kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so... They finally hear back from the mortal queens, so they go back to Feyre's sister's place to meet with them. They're shown Valeris through the Veritas, but they still refuse to help them by handing over the other half of the book. This is a pretty huge bummer for everyone, until they realize that one of the mortal queens doesn't totally suck, and left them the book secretly.
0: Yeah, it was the Golden Queen, which doesn't really matter. Until it
1: does. You'll see. (sighs) All my hindsight makes this scene suck so hard. Yeah, I know. Those queens are the worst. The fact that they care so little about the people of their lands is so gross and sad. Right?
0: I was glad that they were queens instead of kings, but why did they have to suck so much? Luckily, one of them didn't totally suck, but it doesn't really work out in her favor in the end. This was another point where I thought it was a little too easy. Like, no, you can't have the book. Wink, wink. Yeah. And then one of them just leaves it in a box under their chair. Okay. Cool.
1: I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've been out for dinner with like you or staff or whatever. and been like, hey, you left your purse. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None of the queens.
0: Uh, oh, it Go just on. happened to have that thing <laughs> in it that you were begging me for. And I
1: said, uh. no. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they were not okay. looking out for each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Amarin has been translating the book because luckily they are written in her secret creature language that only she knows. And she gets right down to business when she gets the second half.
0: Convenient.
1: <laughs> Quite. It's funny. I do actually really like this book. <laughs> I know. I love this book. I love it. But
0: yeah, it's there's definitely some... There's a couple silly parts. There's there's some stuff, you know. It's fine. I'm totally fine with it. It makes it enjoyable to read. Yeah, it's fun. Unfortunately, not long later, while Reese is away, somewhere, I don't know where, Highburn uses a cauldron to knock out the wards set to protect Valaris and invades.
1: No. I was so bummed. Me too. Like, I actually stopped what I was doing and was like, What? When this started happening, because even though, like, I knew that showing the Valeris had to come back and bite them somehow, I didn't see it coming so fast. I know. It, it felt like it happened
0: super fast, which I guess makes sense, but it was pretty upsetting. I loved, though, how when it became clear what was happening, Cassian immediately tells Farrah to go back to the townhouse, and her response was, I most certainly would not go. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at her. But then, things stopped being funny. Pretty fast.
1: Yeah. It felt like we were just chilling, and then all of a sudden, they were killing. Yeah. It's like, what (laughs) is happening? Okay. The attackers are horrible winged creatures who have armor made of special blue stone that breaks and repels magic, so everything they try to throw at them doesn't work. Of course. I call it plot armor, but it was just actual (laughs) armor. (laughs) Yeah. And then the Golden Queen. Ugh. I was so upset. (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh she was impaled on a lamp post her golden hair cut close to her skull and her golden eyes plucked out it was pretty gruesome Mm -hmm.
0: the adder who's a horrible evil fairy that has popped up a few times in the books but i don't think we've mentioned
1: him before no i don't think so no we didn't no We're talking about the cereal. There was a whole part with them that we just completely skipped, but... Yeah, we've skipped a whole bunch of Adder stuff, but... Yes. Whatever. (laughs)
0: The Adder tells them that the Golden Queen is basically a gift from the other Mortal Queens. So they not only wouldn't help them before, but they also betrayed them to
1: Highburn. Remember when we said that the Mortal Queens suck? They suck so bad. Also, the Adder... I'm really wishing they just killed that bastard when they caught him last time. Yeah, I think they caught him, tortured him, and then released him. Yeah, come on. Never release the thing you tortured. No, it's, they're always going to come back and try to kill you. You're <laughs> like, what? not especially forgiving after torture. No. I no. just... Especially uh. when you're already evil to begin with. Yeah. Do- <laughs> like it was what? just... Why? Come why? cerise so is too nice. Too nice. Despite the advantage that the hybrid soldiers have... Thera and the rest are super powerful, and they manage to fight back and kick butt. Thera sees that the adder is escaping, and no, we're not having any of that. Mm-hmm. She winnows them up into the air together and grabs onto them so their wings are immobilized. And as they freefall to the earth, she stabs them repeatedly and then winnows away seconds before the adder splatters on the road. So cool. So Cool. Should have done that in the first place. (laughs) Love it. I love it. All the while, the citizens of the city are being slaughtered. The city is in ruin. It's awful. Reese returns and reinstates the wards, but he feels so guilty for exposing the city.
0: I don't really know what he could have done differently, but I guess, obviously, the mortal queens weren't on their side, so they should have maybe been a little overprepared that something could happen. I guess they really relied on them not knowing where the city was. I don't remember if it explains how Highburn found it. But I'm also kind of wondering if Feyre is okay now that these people have also been tortured and killed. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs)
1: Like, ah, here's all that torture I was hoping you'd get. Yeah, right. I hope she feels like a real dick for all that stuff she was saying before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the next day,
0: Amren cracked the code in the Book of Breathings. To nullify the cauldron, you just have to touch it and say a spell. Ah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Seems pretty easy for
1: the most powerful <laughs> pot in the world. <laughs> oh, imagine the soup that comes out of that. Oh, yeah.
0: So much soup. So they make complicated plans to sneak into Highburn. If Reese goes anywhere near the castle, the king will be able to sense him. So he has to let Pharaoh go without him and wait for her to do it and then use their bond to alert him that it's time to get them out.
1: I mean, what could go wrong? Uh, I guess Feyre is pretty competent at this point, so hopefully not too much. Yeah, Reese is not thrilled
0: about this, but he still gives Feyre the choice. He says that she might be his mate, but she also remains her own person. That's good.
1: Yeah, that is nice. (laughs) Reese also gives her a wedding ring, the very one that she had to steal from the weaver. It had been his mother's, and Feyre says that once they're done in Highburn, once the cauldron is nullified... She wants everything. She wants to get married, have the bond declared, everything. And Reese asks if she wants to take it one step further. Yeah, and
0: here they make it seem like what he meant was sexy time. But tricky, tricky. (laughs) That's not what he meant. But we will get to that in a little bit. They're so cute, though. I hope it's more soup. (laughs) They're about to have a really big pot to put it in. <laughs> so I think
1: you're on the right track. I'm such a good guesser.
0: So who knows? You
1: are, I right know. stays behind to guard the city because although they have strengthened the wards, they cannot risk leaving Valeris unguarded. Smart. But they probably could have used her in Highburn considering how things ended up going. Thera mm-hmm. finds the cauldron quite easily. It was just sitting in the dungeon. Suspicious. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I said in last week's episode that the cauldron stuff didn't really interest me, but I did really enjoy how they described it. I actually really enjoy the way Sarah J. Moss describes everything. She does an amazing job. But the way that Farah described the cauldron when she sees it is that it was absence and presence, darkness, and whatever the darkness had come from. It had a throbbing heartbeat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's cool. But then she kind of ruins it by saying it's the size of a bathtub.
1: <laughs> but I mean, whatever. <laughs> I guess she was just covering her butt for when people ask questions about what happens next. Yeah, I guess so. It's going to need to be about exactly bathtub size. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: most cauldrons are
1: much smaller, but I mean,
0: it's a magical cauldron, so Mm -hmm. really. She is about to speak the words to nullify it when resurrected Jurian appears, and almost instantly so does Reese. His plan is to winnow Farah and the cauldron away, but Jurian reveals that their powers will not work here. They made sure of that. It was a trap. Hence, the cauldron just sitting out in the yard, pretty much. Yeah. Then the king of Hybern appears, and Durian shoots Asriel with an ash arrow. They all must go with him, or Asriel will die. When they get to the throne room, Hybern says, Now that I've upheld my end of the bargain, I expect you to uphold yours. And who steps out of the shadows but Tamlin and Lucian. I hate him. Ugh, man, I almost forgot that they existed. It was so much better. <laughs> Ugh. Like Tamlin, get the hint. Fera doesn't want to be with you anymore. <laughs> okay, I guess he probably believes that she is being held captive by
1: someone who controls minds. But still. Sure. But also he has obviously done zero reflections on his own actions. Literally zero. He's still convinced that everyone else is the problem here. Tamlin has made a deal that if Hybron hands Feyre over to him and breaks her bargain with Rhys, he will let Hybron's army enter Prithian through his territory and use Ugh. it as a base to take down the wall between Prithian and the mortal lands. Does he think this is going to impress <laughs> <laughs> Like. Just her family lives in the mortal lands, but,
0: yeah. you know, it's fine. No big deal. Ugh, even here, Tamlin is the worst.
1: The worst.
0: Besides selling them out, he summons Farrah him like a dog, tells her that he's taking her home, and then we find out that he also promised that she would work for Highburn once they got there. <sighs> like At every other Tamlin sucks moment, there has usually been another side. Like, he loves her, he's happy to see her, he wants to protect her, whatever. Still shitty, but not really black and white. Like, he just sucked here 100%. Oh, and don't forget that he also promised that they could just kill Reese and his friends after. (sighs) So, this is not about loving Farah. This is about feeling like he has lost something that he owns and he will do anything to get it back. Reese and Farah love each other so much, and I just feel really confident that they would never sacrifice this much to be together. It's insane. Feyre actually offers to go with him if he just lets everyone go. I mean, like I said.
1: I want Tamlin to get his just desserts so bad. And I hope it's brutal. Brutal. So we've got less than 30 pages left in the book at this point, and stuff is getting real. Tamlin refuses to let them go and instead gets in a fight with Reese, which jostles his scent, revealing their <laughs> <laughs> revealing their mating bond. Tablet is pissed, doesn't believe it, and thinks that again, Reese has done something to her. I thought that Tablet never figured out that they were mates. No, he figured it out then. Ugh. Yeah. Feyre threatens that if he takes her away from her mate, she will ruin him, but is quieted when the four remaining mortal queens arrive with her sisters bound and gagged behind them. Dun, dun, dun. 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 <laughs>
0: the king has offered the mortal queen's immortality in return for helping him. The idea is that if they go into the cauldron, they will be made into fae, but they want proof that it can be done and that it can be done safely. And I was like, ha ha,
1: perfect. Yes, two more fairy sisters would be helpful. Cool, cool, cool. Dunk them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i was ready for it yeah it seems as though tamlin didn't know that this was part of the deal he didn't know that hyburn promised ianthi a world free of high lords one where the high priestesses would be free to rule instead all she had to do was sell out Pharaoh's family okay it,
0: this is another thing that i'm like but if he promised one where the high priestesses would be free to rule why would they be ransacking temples and killing them I guess Dianthe didn't get that memo. She did not. No. I Highburn, no. he's not a trustworthy dude. This is true. All right, I'll allow it. <laughs> Tamlin is upset about this, but I think that he is more upset about the fact that this means Pharaoh will definitely never forgive him. I mean, the chances weren't looking good already. No, I mean, it was already pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's more upset about that than the fact that his actions have led to innocent human beings being
1: abducted and threatened and you know that tracks because he's the worst
0: then for some reason Hybern says brace yourself <laughs> and then he explodes with power okay tamlin <laughs> I, mean, I this again i tried to read and figure out why he did this but he just he just decided to do it anyways cassian instinctively opens his wings to protect Azriel, who is still very hurt and in doing so the king's power shreds his wings Everyone is begging him not to touch the sisters. Even Lucian. Hmm. Interesting. But he doesn't care what anyone says, and his guards shove Elaine into the cauldron. She goes under and doesn't come back up until it tips over and spills a crap
1: ton of black water and her out onto the floor. Everyone holds their breath, waiting to see if she lives. And she does! (laughs) But when she stands up, it's instantly obvious that it worked. Elaine is high-fae, right down to the pointy ears. God, that cauldron works fast. Yes. I kind of, now that I know it's uh, bathtub size, I kind of wish that they just filled it up put, like, some flower petals on top and let her, like, just relax. But... Yeah. Just like a spa treatment? Yeah, come on. Would you like the high-fae treatment? Yeah. <laughs> Now now it's Nesta's turn, but just as she's about to be pushed under, she points a finger at the king of Highburn. (laughs) They said it was a curse, a promise,
0: (laughs) and even Highburn looked unnerved by it. (laughs) But I don't know about that. Like, I know she has a strong personality, but I just don't think that Highburn, who has taken out everyone, would have any kind of reaction to a mortal woman's pointer finger. (laughs) I'm sure it'll make sense three books from now, but today,
1: no. Nesta is known for her aggressive RBF. Like <laughs> yeah. I'd actually go so far as to call it active BF. <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> there is no resting happening there. She means to look like that at all times. Yeah, she's awful, but I also kind of
0: love that. <laughs> I still don't buy the, the finger, though. <laughs>
1: When Nesta is dumped from the cauldron, she has also changed, but it's obvious right away that she's changed in a different way than the others. But it's not clear yet what that means. As soon as she's able, though, she reaches for Elaine, rips Lucian, who has been helping her away, and Elaine locks eyes with Lucian, and he reveals that she is his mate. Was she not his mate when she was a human? Like, I'm thinking that the humans and fairies. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, because Reese knew that Pharaoh was his mate before she died.
1: No, their mating bond didn't snap in.
0: But he he said that he
1: was sh- quite sure or something. Well, plus he it was in dreams. He suspected it. Yeah, like, way back when she was human. I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. it works. I don't know. I'm not a fairy romance counselor.
0: Maybe it's just because Reese is special and powerful. Good he opinion. just knows stuff. But anyways, Luciana and Elaine are maids. So. Yeah. I hate the constant use of the word mate, but I love them being maids. <laughs> I was so happy. I don't know why, but I was. And I loved it. It's pretty obvious, too, that the same thing is happening to Cassian and Nesta at this point. But Nesta's a bit more stubborn, so I think there will turn out to be a little bit more to it I don't know. We shall see.
1: Yes, I also liked this. Mostly because it means we should be getting a better version of Lucian's character in the future. Mm-hmm. Reese is about to make a different bargain with Highburn, but Fera can't bear it, so she pretends that the spell that's been put over her is broken and she comes to, not knowing where she is, and she yells at Reese about what he did to her. Everyone's very confused and shocked. Even though Feyre and Reese's bond is completely blocked by Hybern, he seamlessly goes along with it. Yes! She then begs Hybern to break their bond, their bargain, their mating bond completely. Wait, no! <laughs> she says he made her do it, made her swear. She asks Tamlin to take her home and let them go. She's done with all the killing. All the while, she's hurtling, get my sisters out at their bond, hoping that it somehow gets through. And then Hybern does it. He snaps their bond, which is incredibly painful in every way imaginable. Everyone who matters
0: understands what Feyre did and why. More grabs her sisters and winnows away, and Rhys grabs Cassian and Azriel and does the same. The next chapter we get from Rhys's perspective. He arrives back at the townhouse with Azriel and Cassian, and Amorin is like, what? <laughs> More takes the sisters somewhere safe. Reese explains what Feyre did and that they now have a spy to report back on everything that Hybern and Tamlin are up to. He also reveals that the night before they swore her in as High Lady of the Night Court. Yes.
1: Also, no, <laughs> but also, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so cool. Because one thing we haven't mentioned, Tamlin always said that, there was no such thing as high ladies.
1: Reese was like, yeah, that totally can be. He's a lying sack of crap. Or Reese was just like,
0: I'm the most powerful high lord in the world. I can have whatever the that's hell I true. want. That's
1: true. That's true. You guys are all kings. Like, you can have... Uh, Tamlin wasn't with the Times, remember? Oh, that's true. That's true. He is very dated. So they have, like, a secret bond still, right? Mm-hmm. Does she have a tattoo? So her...
0: The bargain tattoo disappeared, but they didn't look at her other hand that now has a new tattoo for being High Lady.
1: So she's going to be weird robe and glove lady
0: at all yes. times in the
1: next book. Yeah. I hope she doesn't eat a poison apple and fall asleep. Oh I hope nobody looks at her hands. <laughs> she might. She just might.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Highburn broke the bargain, but... Not the, the bond, bond. Oh. so not the mating bond, not the high lady thing. So sucker, <laughs> 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 so that is it. That's the whole book. That's yeah. the whole book. We end the book with Feyre being all sweet with Tamlin in the Spring Court, but we know that she is going to take them down from the inside, and I cannot wait for that to happen.
1: I hope her and Lucian team up and stab yeah. Tamlin all the way in the back. So much stabbing. Although now it sounds like she's going to do a lot of sleeping, so I don't know. I can finally start this one now that we're done this. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, wow. That was a book. I loved it so much. I think that Sarah J Maas is an excellent writer. Like, why have I not been reading these books all along? I love her characters. I love the storylines, the visuals, the dialogue, the sexy time. (laughs) (sighs) There are definitely a few flaws. (laughs) One big one that we will be talking about once you read the next book. But overall, I have very few like actual complaints about this book. I stand by my five stars of love.
1: I don't think the books have to be perfect to be five-star reads. Like There are definitely some of my favorite books that I can fully admit, like, wow, that is one stunner of a plot hole. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, it doesn't make me not love the book. It's hard when
0: you're writing it to think of everything.
1: Yeah, and even if there are – like, how much enjoyment I get out of a book and how much I like reading it and how it feels on my brain while I'm reading it mm-hmm. also matters. Yeah, totally. Yeah, these have been really fun so far.
0: Good. I am so excited for you to read the next one because yes. I've just been – I've been waiting to start A Court of Frost and Starlight, but I just don't want to – like, I don't want to keep
1: being one ahead of you, so I'm holding <laughs> off, but I just want – it in um, my ears then the next one you could always be like ah oh, you so dumb you don't know Ah, uh, this is true maybe maybe we should stay on the same <laughs> role that we've been on you know plus that means you get to read the next one yeah plus i like knowing more than you you know i like <laughs> you knowing more than me too <laughs> yeah. it works one of us has to know something okay All right, guys. So next week is Book Club. We are reading A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes. And we have started a discussion on our Instagram. And it's going on right now. And we'll continue all week. So head over there and chat with us. You can find us everywhere
0: at best underscore book club. Or send us an email at best underscore book club at outlook.com to tell us what you thought. Or just tell us anything. We just
1: want to hear from you guys. (laughs) And if you have an extra 30 seconds and listen on Apple Podcasts, rate and review this podcast so that other book clubbers can find us. Otherwise, we'll see you next week for book club. See you next week. Bye.